Hey there, welcome to Business Breakthroughs. I'm your host, Neil DiPentino. You know, sometimes you feel safe at work in your office and, you know, or wherever you do your job. And sometimes, you know, the workplace environment, you know, is, is not so good. Maybe it can even become caustic. Uh, our guest helps employers foster culturally competent and serve uh, safe workplaces for their employees. Welcome to our show, uh, Dami. Uh, we've had you on before, Dami. Here we go. There you are. Wait, I got the wrong thing. I, you know, I tell him I, I just want to hit a button. I hit the wrong button. You know, what am I going to do? Anyway, that's, that's, we don't, we don't edit any of that out. You know, this is authentic. It's real life stuff. And we did, we tried doing this podcast uh, together a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and the uh, internet went down in our little neighborhood over here. And yeah. uh, so we, uh, you know, we had to start, we couldn't start all over. And you just said, you know what, I want to do this show. And you came back and I am so happy that you did. So thank you so much for yeah. being with us today, Danny. Absolutely. How's things going? Thanks, Neil. Good, good. How are you? I am doing really well. I'm doing well. Now you're over in Springfield, Missouri in the, in the Ozarks yes. out there. Yeah. Life good out there. It's amazing. Life is yeah. really good. And I think I told you that my family's from that uh, region. We mm-hmm. also have an office in Lebanon. We have another office in Ozark. So we're, um, you know, very familiar with the area uh, for sure. And it is a wonderful area. Great place to grow up and great place to do business. So, but I, you know, it's funny. It's like I always kind of do like a little geography lesson. Uh, it seems like whenever we get the things started. But uh, that's not what our show is about. Our show is about talking <laughs> about what you do and how you help your clients uh, and you Basic. Well, first of all, before you we get into that too deeply, you've got a very interesting past. You've been a medical missionary. You still are a medical missionary. I still and am a medical missionary. I think our audience would be really excited to learn more about Dami. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and and, and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you mentioned me being a medical missionary. Um, that for me is where uh, my journey, um, where I could say my journey began. Um, I discovered my calling as a medical missionary. I I was born and raised in Nigeria, spent 20 years of my life there. And let's just say um, discovering my purpose as a medical missionary was very much a culmination of my experiences and what I witnessed growing up in Nigeria and uh, really a God thing. if, you know, if I'm being honest. And so once I discovered that, I knew exactly where to plant myself in the workforce. And uh, and then I entered into the workforce and realized, you know, people just didn't want to be at work. Um, the average uh, worker really just does it because um, they need to work and that they need to earn an income. And that just broke my heart. Um and so I, I, you know, I said to myself, you've been able to discover you, yourself. Um, why not help other people discover themselves? And, and really that's where Dami LLC uh, began. Um, and so I always say that if it wasn't for my personal discovery of my calling as a medical missionary, Dami would not exist. Purpose Connect would not exist. Everything that I do, I credit to that, you know, encounter in my in my own personal life. Well, fantastic. And today you work with businesses, not only just businesses, you also work with potential employees to help them prepare to find the job that is going to be, um, you know, a good fit for them culturally and and you know the, the just 
I mean, obviously having a good fit with culture is like super important, but also building a great culture uh, for a company, making it a safe workplace, as you say, in, in your LinkedIn yes. uh, uh, profile. I mean, that's super important. So you, what? give me a, kind of a basic idea of what one of your clients might look like. Yes. So when I uh, first founded Demi, uh, my clients uh, primarily were people who were either unemployed, in school, um, really just trying to figure out what do I want to do with my life? What do I want to do for work? Um, and so you could say job seekers, um, but oftentimes my clients aren't even job seekers. They're just people who are trying to discover you know, themselves and trying to figure out what they want to spend their lives doing. Um, and so the uh, majority of my clients end up being job seekers who are either unemployed or transitioning um, or getting ready to graduate college and trying to enter into the workforce. Um, but that's on the career development side of things. And you mentioned uh, some of the work I do with cultural competency. Um, and so in that aspect, my clients are um, employers, um, individuals uh, who are professionals and they um, want to gain more exposure and awareness to people who uh, are from different cultures and identities, um, those would be my, my clients. And so I, um, I actually uh, lead a cultural competency class every, about every six to eight weeks, um, along with six other um, facilitators. And there we teach um, everything from racial and ethnic backgrounds to uh, disabilities, to multi-generational differences, gender differences. Um, and we teach LGBTQ plus community, um, just all of the uh, different, all of the things that make us different um, and that could create a barrier um, in our ability to interact with each other in the workplace. Um, that's really what the focus is for, for the cultural competency trainings. And so I, I lead that as well. Okay. And so, you know, in the workplace in this day and age, just in our lives in general, I mean, we're all different. I mean, there's no cookie cutter anything anymore. Uh -huh. So, I mean, businesses really need to be aware of our differences and try to create an environment that is welcoming for everyone. You know, yes. if they want to have the right employees, if they want to have, you know, yeah. employees who are going to stay with them for a really long time. So when you're dealing with a business, what kind <laughs> of things do you teach them uh, that you share with them to help them to basically facilitate a an environment like that? Yeah. So the first thing that, that I, I point out is the reality that communities, um, businesses don't really develop themselves. Communities don't develop themselves. People develop communities. Um, so even if a business uh, leadership team has a vision for, you know, a safe environment, has a vision for uh, an environment where they can see their people, you know, just wanting to develop relationships, um, together, work together for the greater good. That is one part of it. The, what really makes it happen is, is us, is you and I. It's, it's our, you know, conscious and intentional commitment um, to 
really leaning to our humanity, leaning to who we are, and to say, you know what, at my core, I want to connect with people. How can I do that? And that's how we develop our community. It's It starts from us saying, you know, who is, who is out there that I have an opportunity to connect with that I haven't already connected with? And then the business vision can really come together um, at that point. But if the people aren't willing to move, then nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of businesses are not willing to move? I would say businesses are willing. It's just more, again, it's it's the people even realizing that there is a that there's a gap. It's right. the people realizing, I don't know what I don't know, <laughs> you know, and what do I need to do yeah. to gain the knowledge? What do I need to do to create that awareness for myself so that I'm not waiting until a conflict occurs in order to try to figure out, oh my gosh, how do I communicate with somebody who is from India? Or how do I communicate with somebody who is a part of the LGBTQ plus community you know, when a conflict has occurred, it makes it 10 times harder, you know, but when you make it make an intentional effort to connect with people, you're also eliminating the chances of conflict in the workplace because you're already connecting and developing relationship and the things that will create the misunderstanding to begin with, you're probably already proactively learning. Right. So are you I, what I kind of think I hear you saying is that, you know, conflict is going to occur. At some point or another, it's just going to happen. It's just part of nature, I guess. I mean, because we're, we're, we're all different. We're all different. Understand each other. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about that preparation and being mm -hmm. able to kind of handle that when it when it does come up. And sometimes yes. things come up that you're not prepared for. But in most cases, yeah. I would imagine that a lot of the conflicts, a lot of the things that you come across as a business person with your employees, with your people, um, I mean, it's predictable. You you, you can yeah. know certain things are going to happen, and you just be prepared. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. All right, fan fantastic. Can you give us a maybe a little bit of an example of what your process might look like when you're dealing with, let's talk about employers. So when you're dealing with an employer and you're helping them to develop that, you know, that that safe work environment, that culture that nurtures people, how what does that look like? How do you what is your procedure for that? Your process? So, so as I mentioned, we um, take the approach when well, when I first started this work, um, cultural competency work, my focus was the racial and ethnic backgrounds. And that's, you know, that was very much because that was my background and that was my expertise. Um, and so I focused on that. And then I started to bring other people to collaborate with. But the, the big thing that we try to do is we shift from trying to change a person's mindset to here's what you simply need to know, you know, about this person who's different. So we do a lot of role playing. I actually write a lot of scripts um, and I would assign um, our class participants. And I say, you know, you're acting as South African, you're acting as Indian, you're acting as Vietnamese, or, you know, I give them all of this identities that they, you know, that's not theirs. And I say, you know, having have a conversation with somebody else who's acting as something different so that they can see where a lot of those miscommunication happens. And a good um, example would be in my culture, I'm Nigerian, in my culture, um, making eye contact 
is a is a an indication of disrespect. Really? When you I come into that. the American culture, exactly. When you come into the American culture, in fact, I didn't even know that that was a, a, a negative in America to avoid eye contact until I had I I'd lived in America for so many years. By the time I realized. You know, by the time somebody said in America, it's used as a measure of, um, you know, transparency and, you know, um, confidence and all that good stuff. So all the while, I've probably had people label me as, oh, maybe she's not confident or maybe she's not being honest, you know, in her dealings because I'm avoiding eye contact. and, And what I'm really trying not to do is be disrespectful. Right. Yeah. So how do two people who have never encountered each other, how do they walk into new conversations with each other, having that knowledge and awareness that this is what means this is what this thing means to this other person? So you could see how those miscommunication would happen in the work in the workplace. And what employers are doing is we want the representation. We want to be able to say, we've got all these people in the workforce, but what we're really creating is a multicultural chaos, what I call the multicultural chaos. You know, it's, we know you've never encountered a Nigerian, but hey, here, here's your new coworker. You know, figure out how to work together, even though you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's where you know, we really start with with employers and their teams um, and just professionals in general to say, or do you have a desire to develop your professional relationships better, especially with the people that you wouldn't normally, if you walked into a room, if you're attending a networking event and you saw two people and you only know one of those people, our natural instinct is to walk towards the person that we know, not the person that we don't know. Mm-hmm. We go say hello to the person that we know because that's who we know and that's who we're comfortable with, right? What is the thing that prepares us to walk up to that person that we don't know with the information that's going to help that conversation go a lot, you know, better than it normally would? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I would have never guessed that. I would like it's amazing <laughs> to me that, um, yeah. I mean, I I'm probably of the people who would think that you know, the eye contact thing would be disrespectful, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I never knew that was a cultural thing. And I now, yeah. I do now, I, <laughs> you know, when you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I mean, and it took me, it took me a while to, to learn that, you know? Yeah. And so y- you have, you can see how six months down the line, you know, that, that employee who maybe is, di- is different from the majority can start to feel like, huh, it looks like people don't really get me here. Yeah. Maybe th- maybe yeah. I don't fit in this place. And then six months down the line, they leave the organization, they exit. And you're wondering, why did we lose that employee? Yeah. What happened yeah. there? But no one's really able to figure out the stuff that goes unnoticed. Right. Right. But, you know, so let me ask you this. So like, and I'm going to go back, I'm going to stick with the, the eye contact thing because I've heard everything you said and, I, and I've got other questions, but this one just kind of stuck in my mind. So you're dealing with an employer, you're dealing with a job seeker or, or a person who is trying to, you know, 
work their way into the community or whatever, you know, whatever the case might be for that individual. Um, so their customs from where they came from were not to have eye contact. And, but here we want the eye contact. Yeah. So somewhere it's got to give, is there like a yeah. kind of like, you know, kind of a medium type thing there where sometimes you look, sometimes you don't, or I mean, who, who has to change? So the key word is not, it's not change. It's, it's awareness. Uh-huh. It's knowing that at least one of both parties, sometimes you, 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 you in most cases, you, you don't really have either of the parties who know what's happening. Right. But in the event that at least one of them does that person who knows, then is obliged to say, I understand this better. I am mm-hmm. willing to allow for a different, you know, a different approach than I'm used to, than I right. know, because now they're the ones coming into the conversation with that awareness, right? And now if both parties were aware, let's assume both parties were aware, that's even better because sure. they're both coming in and one person is maybe saying, oh my gosh, I have to make eye contact. And this person is trying to avoid eye contact. And maybe they both catch themselves and realize what is going on here? Did you, you know, are you aware of this? Is it, was that something that you knew? And right there, you, you, you've already opened the door for understanding because you suddenly realize this person was walking into this conversation with you with a consciousness of who you are and not so much what, what they want and what works for them. I love that. I think that's incredible. I really, I really do. That's awesome. Um, so in, in working with, you know, your businesses and everything, um, you know, so obviously are you working with leaders who, who, who in general do you approach whenever you're talking about, you know, this with? I start with the leaders, um, because if the leaders can get it, then it's so much easier to open it up to their, to the rest of their, their workforce. Um, So the majority of who has taken, I've had a few um, who aren't, you know, they don't really have a leadership title, but they've taken the class because their leader took the class and then decided to enroll um, their team as well. Um, But I, I've typically started with the leaders and then it kind of trickles down from there. So Demi, are you like, so these are all courses that you provide or do you actually do one-on-one with leader, leadership as well? No, these, well, I do have a leadership program that's not cultural competency focus, uh-huh. um, but on the cultural competency uh, side of things, it's a, it's an in-person full day uh, class and we have it about every six to eight weeks. And the next one's actually November 21st. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So obviously, you, 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 I love what you're doing. I think it's, you have a great, great program. And this is just, I mean, so much information. Tell me a little bit about, you, know, you talked a little bit about the process and what you do. What kind of results are you seeing from your courses with the people that you teach this course to and, 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 your, and, your, and your, your processes to? It's, it's, so it's two things. First, it's that initial realization that, you know, how I, how I view and perceive others is not necessarily how it always is. Um, and that this is based on feedback um, from people who have taken the class who have said, my goodness, I, you know, I would have never thought about this. And 
it's that newfound like openness to engage with people from a place of curiosity, right? And so that's the first part of it. You know, I had one person um, who uh, during the class, I have them research. And so I assign them, I, I ask them to, to select the country that they want to research. And this person selected Nepal. And she discovered that in Nepal, that the Nepalese um, don't have any problem disclosing how much they make. And they would, you know, just tell it in the open. You can see how awkward that gets, right? Mm -hmm. In a conversation and somebody tells you how much they make. And if they're your coworker, you're wondering, uh, what am I supposed to do with this information? Per adventure, they earn more or less. It brings up that conversation for why, you know, there's so much that could happen just from that information being released. But yet in that culture, that is, that's normal for them to reveal that type of information. So what that person said was it almost challenges like what we know about human resources and like the rules and all that stuff around HR, um, you know, because now you're realizing that HR does not, it, it hasn't taken into consideration the variation of cultures and behaviors and all of those things but we just have those rules saying, oh, this isn't what you should not do. And so it's it's also leading the HR leaders to now begin to re-evaluate their own policies and their own, you know, guidelines and all that stuff. And, and now they're they're evaluating those things because the cultural, you know, variable now has been introduced which they wouldn't normally think about. Well, I got to tell you, you're blowing my mind. This is really incredible. I appreciate everything that you've said. Look, we're getting very close to the end of our show here today. And uh, I've really enjoyed you as a guest. Is there any parting comments you'd like to make? Any final thoughts that you'd like to leave our audience with? Um, my final word, uh, and those who know me would probably um they, they know that this is my default place. Um, it's no matter what it is that, that you believe, that I believe as a human being, um, there's always a different, there's always a different perspective. There's always a different experience that, that other people come with. And so just be open to it. And the other part of that is um, a big thing that I've been really pushing amongst um, our Southwest Missouri uh, workforce is, is vulnerability. It's don't be afraid to be vulnerable, to get it wrong, to be corrected when you get it wrong, because vulnerability is really what opens the opportunity for us to grow as a people, to connect with other people, and then to develop you know, authentic relationships with people. So it's okay to get it wrong. It's okay to not know. It's okay to, you know, be corrected and then to take that correction and to use that um, as a tool to enhance that relationship that you're um, faced with, that you're experiencing. That's how we learn from our mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so, Dami, if somebody wanted to enlist your services, take your course, or just get in contact and have a conversation with you, how would they go about doing that? Um, they can go to damicc.us. So D-A-M-I-C-C.us. Outstanding. Well, Dami, thanks again. I appreciate you being on the show. And folks, that's all we have for today. So thrilled that you could be with us. Business Breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Check us out at titanmediaworks.com. That's Works, W-O-R-X. And also check out our other great hosts on the Small Business Delivered Network at smallbusinessdelivered.com. Hey, until next time, appreciate you being here. Take care and have a great day. Thanks, Neil.